Hey guys, um, I mean, where do I begin? Uh, I've been absent for two months. Again, I'm trying to upload more frequently, but number one, I'm just fucking lazy. Number two, uh, I don't have any friends that I could speak to and stuff. So for the people that actually do listen to my podcast, I'm sorry it's been so long and stuff like that. Um, few updates, an obvious one to the people that actually pay attention is I changed the name of the podcast from anything and everything to anything goes. Uh, this anything and everything thing, number one, it's just a mouthful to say. I don't like saying it too often. And anything goes, this sounds a lot nicer because number one, I mean, it comes for a reason because I speak about anything and everything. So anything goes, yeah. And uh, number two, I'm using a new mic right now. So I hope um, you can hear me extra crispy, extra extra nice, extra, you know, sharp. Um, and the third thing is this coronavirus. I mean, it's quite... I don't feel like getting into it in this particular podcast because um, I feel like that's all we talk about recently. So maybe I'll talk about that when the quarantine's over or in the next episode. I don't know. But for now, uh, my friend suggested to me, uh, shout out Almas. If you're listening, she suggested that I should do conspiracy theories and uh, I don't know, guess, guess, guess that's what I'm going to do. And the first one, the first one I'm going to talk about today is MH370, which we'll get into in a bit. But I just wanted to say, um, so people that actually listen to the podcast, just thanks a lot because there's literally no reason for me to do this podcast. I just like talking and I don't really have that many friends that I can talk to and this podcast just gives me a platform or a medium to just get my thoughts out or that's more interesting but to anybody that wants to appear on a podcast just give me a topic we'll talk about it i can talk about anything i talk too much and um just thanks a lot if you're listening and to people that listen to this for the first time anybody that listens to my podcast about once it's amazing because i mean I, I I don't do it for any reason. I just do it because I like to. And just the fact that even 10 people, 5 people listen, is just, you know, it's nice and stuff. So, with that being said, here's the uh, MH370 pod, MH370 podcast. And um, if you have your own theories or what do you think happened and stuff, you can text me about it and we can talk about it. I'd love to hear your opinions, the listeners' opinions, all two of you. <laughs> but... Uh, anyways, uh, let's get into it. And I'm so sorry I've been gone for so long. I definitely want to start, want to try and start uploading more, especially with this virus going on because I'm just indoors the whole time. And yeah. Guys, welcome back to another episode of my podcast. My name's Adam. You probably already know that. But anyways, today I'm here with my friend. His name's Niren. You want to say hi? Hi guys, um, my okay. name's Nirin. Okay, yeah, I said that, but I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, uh, I didn't bring him here for a particular reason. Just you know, want to talk with my friends, see what he thinks about uh, our topic for today, which is MH370. Uh, I've always been pretty interested about this because I feel like there's a lot of you know mystery that comes with this particular topic but before we start anything here uh Nirin, do you remember where you were when you first heard this plane uh-huh. that went missing yeah i was in school and then yeah 
nothing. I was just cool. It was a normal day, lah. Because I remember it. I was fourteen. It was twenty fourteen. So I was fourteen, and I had sports day, and I just came back, and like, I I had an amazing day. You know, after sports day, everybody went to eat that kind of thing. And when I got back, everybody was like sad. Like everybody was like grim. I don't say sad, but grim. And then that's why I found out about uh, this plane. So I guess what we're gonna do today is just I don't have a discussion about what happened, what do you think happened, possible theories, that kind of that kind of stuff. Uh, nothing too, you know. Because I do want to start. Because I run out of like friends that are interesting to like talk to about. So. I've been suggested to like start doing conspiracy theories and stuff, so I guess this is the first time I'm doing that kind of stuff. But basically, uh, on it was the the plane crashed, uh, not crashed lah, but the, on eight March, the plane took off uh, from KL to Beijing at twelve forty one a.m. Okay, midnight ish plus, and uh, with two hundred twenty seven passengers and. 12 crew members, so that's about 240 people, right? That's a huge-ass plane, right? Yeah. And the plane, uh, like, was last seen on a military radar at 2.14 a.m., if I'm not mistaken, 2.14 a.m. And at that time, it was still, like, in the Malaysian region, so that was, like, just over Melaka kind of thing. And half an hour later, so... 2.44 a.m. So roughly, like almost just sharply two hours after departure, uh, the plane no, lost its contact with the radio, which, uh, you know, is weird and stuff. And the plane was due to land at 9.30, I mean 6.30, sorry, my bad. And, you know, from then on, it's been just a constant search, 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 search. And... The search for the plane was... Okay, how long do you think the search was? <laughs> I'm going to ask you this right now. What do you mean, like, how long the search was? Like, like, how, like how long... Because, you know, they don't, they're not searching for it anymore. And so how long... How many months or years do you think they searched for it and found nothing? Because I know the date. If I'm not mistaken, it ended... Okay, there was um, about last 2018... That was when I think they told themselves. Yeah, 20, 29th May, 2018. Yeah. So, that's four years. So, I don't know. Uh, before we start anything right now, I'm going to just say that from the get, from the jump, I'm really don't, I really don't think that it was like a, just a simple plane that just crashed and sank to the bottom of the ocean, that kind of thing. I just really... There are certain things that are designed in a plane that are meant to float. So, like for example, uh, tanks. You know those slide, those slides that when it touches water, it'll just inflate straight away. That kind of thing. And uh, my mom works in aviation, so I know. I ask her opinion and stuff. And basically, in in a nutshell, a plane can't just disappear with no evidence whatsoever. Especially a plane this big, because it was a Boeing triple seven. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I could go. I could get into. The details of this, they searched it, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just going to start. I ask you right now, what do you think happened? Do you think it was just a regular plane that crashed and we can't find anything? Do you think it was... We'll get, yeah. into, we'll get into all the different types of theories and stuff. But what do you think happened? 
Um, as much as a lot of people in Malaysia don't want to believe this, luck, um, but I'm pretty sure like the captain, I don't know, lost. I wouldn't say lost it, but yeah, he had like his own agenda. Like he wanted to get rid of that plane. There was something on board that he or he wasn't happy or for whatever reason. But yeah, he just wanted whatever he wanted to disappear, lah. Put it that way. Do you think that the captain wanted to disappear just because his personal motives, or do you think it has something to do with like the plane in particular? Because why, why that particular plane with that many people? Because if he just wanted to disappear while making it seem like an accident, he could have just picked the plane with like less people. Because again, it was like almost two hundred people. So do you think it was just like a he planned it like? I'm going to make it seem as... It was planned, it was planned because um, when they went to his house and they looked at his flight simulator, he had run a specific scenario where they, exact, this exact flight, by the way, it would take off and then it would follow the exact same route and then he would he would land, he would perform a water landing. Which, yeah. Okay, so you're saying that he just he just did it because he himself wanted to disappear and he had nothing to do with anybody on board um, Malaysia Airlines or anything like that. Like, he just wanted to disappear for whatever reason. Is that what you're saying? No, okay, there's one more thing. So, um, on this particular flight, there was if I'm honest, there was a really large amount of lithium-ion batteries um, checked in, which is, it's weird. I mean, why would you put lithium-ion batteries that it was it was really a, an astonishing amount. Even experts say, why would you have that amount of batteries on a commercial flight with passengers? You would put them put them on a cargo plane. Then there was another source that said apparently, on this flight, those batteries were um, not really batteries. It was a piece of technology um, for um, invented by the military for the military in China that they were going to use to remotely control planes in the air, which the U.S. government did not want the Chinese to get their hands on. So there was one um, conspiracy that I read that they tipped off um, the captain, uh, Zahari, and told him to get rid of the plane because we can't have... they We will not we don't want the Chinese to have this kind of technology. Okay, so... Yeah, sense. go on. You can go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And if at all they wanted to... they probably wouldn't have just wanted to ditch it in the ocean. I mean, why would you want to get rid of such good technology? They would want to harness it. So there was another theory that I saw. Um, so the U.S. military has got this island just offshore of um, Mauritius and the, yeah, the Mauritius. So around that area, it's called Diego Garcia Airport, where all, basically all U.S. military planes, everything, that's where, that's where everything happened. So there was another theory that the pilot took this plane and it landed there just so the U.S. government would have access to this technology. And and it kind of adds to this. So out of the blue, like, why would Obama come just come to Malaysia? Like, why? I mean, I get like a plane has gotten missing and stuff, but planes have gotten missing in the past as well. But you don't, why suddenly? Just okay, wait, scratch that, scratch that for a minute. You think, so uh, do you think the plane crashed at all? Then you can continue. Yeah, but do you think the plane crashed at all? It's hard to say. Like, it's like a 50-50 kind of thing. So either they What do you to... think? Or like, honestly, what do you think? Because I think that inevitably, inevitably, the plane did... Because in my opinion, it's just my opinion, I don't think it was just a simple like crash and that's it. I think that definitely 
something involved which we'll get into but I think inevitably uh, the plane crashed and yeah like everybody died kind of thing but yeah you can go on yeah okay I don't think it crashed up, but yeah that I mean what you're saying that is also a very viable option based on what all the findings that these experts have shown but yeah it's very possible that the plane crashed or um, there was there was more than enough fuel for them to fly the plane from there to this airport, uh, this military base just off the shore. Okay, so what so, do you think happened to the 239 people, including the captain in the plane? I think they would have just held them hostage there for a few days and then, I don't know, I guess kill them. Lah. I mean, there's, what, what, what for would they keep them there? I mean, there's no purpose for these people. Okay, uh, just off the bat, I've never heard this theory before, by the way, so I didn't really read too much into it, but I, what I can say right now is that you say that there were batteries, right? On board or something like that. Batteries, something like that. So why did the Chinese people specifically target this particular plate to deliver uh, oh, an unusual amount of, an unusual substance when they could have, there are way more, hidden ways to transfer things. Again, this is just what, as you're telling me, this is just what I'm questioning because there are way more hidden ways to deliver things rather than a commercial plane. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe, probably because, okay, this is um, another thing that I read that um, apparently cargo on commercial jets, there isn't that much. I mean, it isn't as, let's say you're a passenger, then your bags go to like really strict screening. But like, let's say, you know, those pallets that they roll onto the planes, apparently they are really strict with what goes in there, but they're not going to like, dig. if they pass through the scanner, um, scanner and it doesn't flag anything, they're not going to open it and check it out. So this technology, I mean, it probably had the material lithium in it or whatever lah. And, when they went past the scanner, I guess they didn't flag anything. So for them, it's like, oh, okay, lah. it's just whatever. Okay, okay. I get, I, get, I get that. But again, I mean, you believe this theory, right? Oh, you, you believe yeah. this theory, right? Okay. So again, I don't. Uh, but again, just reminding people that listen, that I've, this is the first time I've heard it. Why did they choose the batteries to go on a commercial plane when there is way more... I would say efficient ways to deliver uh, goods like that if to, you know, certain technology or substances like that. So do you have an explanation for that? Or because like I, in my opinion, you know, there's like drugs being delivered and stuff like that. And none of these involve, sometimes they do involve commercial planes, but you said it was like a large amount, right? So why go through all that hassle when you can just, I don't know. I'm. You said this is for military stuff, right? So I'm sure the military has <laughs> even a submarine, anything like that. Just True. I just don't see a point in using a commercial plane with other people on it, and it has to go through c- cargo basically when there. Yeah. So do you have like a explanation for that? Because I'm not attacking your theory or anything. I'm just asking because okay. I'm. Yeah. This is just what I've gathered from hearing your. Thing. I just think people, I mean, who would expect you to check it into a commercial jet? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, who, who is, ah, okay, these people are probably going to put it on a commercial jet and then get rid of it. 
So, I mean, in my opinion, that's that's probably the reason they used it. Like, no one, no one in a million years would have thought, okay, they were trying to get something into their country. They're going to use a commercial jet. I mean, who would think? Okay, okay, that's a fine. That's a perfectly fine uh, reason. So, do you think the captain is dead too? Because yes, but you think they used him and then they just wasted him, now, Basically, yeah. that's quite. Okay, so basically, I mean, as you guys just heard it, that's his, that's his theory, and I'm sure you've read up about it. That's why you can come up with this kind of stuff. I've never heard that before, but uh, right now, that's this. Well, maybe we'll come back to that in the Nian stuff in the in the later later on. But for now, yeah. let's just go through the things that I found, like, you know, I found fishy or certain things like that. But again, if well, if we call BS, we'll just dismiss it, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the first thing that even as a kid, I was 14 years old, I remember, is that on the news, they said that two people on the plane were using fake passports. And the first thing was like, oh, terrorism. Like, like you know, why would you use fake passports? Blah, 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 blah. And basically, there were two Iranian dudes. One was 19, one was 29. And... You know, because they're like Arabian and stuff, you're just going to assume that terrorism, blah, blah, blah. And I read up about it more and it was discovered that they were just normal dudes uh, hoping to seek asylum in Europe and stuff like that. But uh, what, and I've asked my mom about this, does she think it was a terrorist attack and stuff like that? And my mom thinks, this is my mom's opinion, and again, she's involved in like aviation and stuff, so I'd say she'd have like a more knowledgeable opinion or guess. Um, she thinks that it was a terrorist thing, and uh, it was like hijack, basically. That's, not, that's the word. Hijack. If, long story short, uh, like, she thinks that there were scientists or professors on the Chinese professors on board that terrorists were trying to prevent them, trying to kill them basically, and that's how the plane hijacked and stuff. Uh, Before I ask you about your opinion on that, I want to go back to the fact that just because the plane lost connection at a certain time, 2.40 a.m., it was still reported that, uh, okay, number one, the plane took a detour. That means it flew, it was flying, and then it turned back so that I th- I feel like if there was no terrorism, why would a plane just want to turn back? Like, cause you know that right, the plane not just took a different route, but it actually turned back. Like, so I feel like, cause what terrorists usually do is that they try to take what they need before the plane lands. And, like, you know, like, I've seen movies and stuff where, they're like, they negotiate what they want and they keep the plane flying for as long as it can kind of thing. And it was, uh, there is evidence, but, again, evidence can always be forged, but there is evidence to show that the plane continued flying for more than six hours. But, again, six hours to me is a long time to go undetected, but I, what do I know about planes? Uh, but, basically... Do you think, like, it was a hijack situation where, you know, they contacted somebody, again, uh, on, the, on the basis that they traveled more than they needed to 
or kept flying after going radio silent. Because going radio silent can just mean nothing. But the fact that the plane took another yeah. route and eventually turned back, so does that suggest like grounds for like a hijack in your opinion? Because uh, in my opinion, my honest opinion, uh, I don't know, I... I I I I'd say that maybe I believe my mom's theory about the whole hijacking thing. I don't know. Like the fact that the plane flew around for much longer than it needed to, and the, the whole turnaround thing, I just don't see like a purpose in that. But again, there are other theories to blah blah. blah but the first theory I want to talk about is terrorism and hijacking in general. So do you think, like, yes or no, and then you justify? But do you think that's like it was like a hijack of any sorts? I think no, considering, I mean, okay, when someone hijacks a plane, they will obviously state their demands, right? I mean, they'll say, okay, I want this, this, this. Yeah. By this time. And there was no, I mean, the fact that they went radio silent and they switched off both the plane's transponders and that's not easy because, okay, the one in the cockpit, fair enough, you click a switch, that the other one you physically have got to go into the cargo hold and there's like a bunch of wires you need to literally just, because it's not meant to be switched mm. off. You have to literally go and Yank, yank out the wires, you need to pull the plug, like, basically, like, it's not meant to be switched off, you need to, like, disconnect the wires, like, which is, why would you do that? I mean, if you wanted to, uh, you know, you know what I mean, they, they want demands, how else are they going to get it, if they're not going to, because the moment they land the plane, police are going to come and arrest them, or whatever, but in the air, let's say they needed, they wanted, I don't know, an escort, or whatever, to get onto the plane, or, I don't know, like, this, I mean, this is just my opinion, but yeah. Yeah. I because think uh, we would have made sense. it says that uh, investigators know the word keyword being here know that the communications were deliberately again the keyword being deliberately disabled because uh, like you said that's just certain things that need to be on that means no there's no reason for it to be off so the fact that it is mm-hmm. off proves that somebody just you know meant for it to be off. And it did flew back across Malaysia and uh, near, nearly seven hours after the plane locked radio silent, which is at 8 a.m., uh, they, they still managed to prove, again, but again, proof can always be fabricated, um, that the plane was still you know, flying and that kind of thing so the fact that because uh, again going back to your theory you think that they flew to a designated area and it was near and stuff yeah. so why go through all that um, going back going front going back going front if the pilot knew what he was doing because you said that he was tipped off to do it or yeah because uh, Mauritius is not 30 minutes away from Asia so it's still some time of a flight so I could just I could I could get behind the fact that like oh it's just to all for show the pilot's just doing that for show and then goes on with the original plan just to throw people off but again I don't uh I don't I don't believe it's true I can't, I can't give an opinion but they said that they still like the aircraft like raw satellite data the aircraft still made contact at eight a.m. but the thing is, the thing about that is, uh, they can't prove how far did it fly. But again, like I've said before, uh, the Najib at the time, the prime minister, he did say that the plane flew black 
flew back to Malaysia after going, you know, after like a, an hour journey and then they decided to name stuff. So do you think that that's just the part, the captain who you claim that is in on this 100%, right? He knows what he's doing, that kind of thing. Do you think that that was just like a all for show? Just to... No, no. I think that one thing he did was really smart because before he flew back into Malaysia, so um, he flew past and as just as he was entering Vietnamese airspace, um, so then he said goodbye to Malaysian air traffic control, blah, blah, blah. Then as soon as he crossed the... Um, um, Vietnamese border, everything. So they went silent, transponder went off, everything lifted. They disconnected from the whole world, mm. basically. And when he made that turn, he what he did was really smart because he flew and right along the Malaysian and Vietnamese border for a while to once again remain undetected from military radar because the plane is still not exempted from that. It will still pick up objects in the air from military radar. So he flew along Malaysian and the Vietnamese border just along there just to avoid detection. So Malaysia thinks he's in Vietnam. Vietnam thinks, oh, okay, the bullet is turned back into Malaysia. So he's avoiding on both sides, you know what I mean? And then finally, once he then he decides to continue and then he flew past the Straits of Malacca, blah, 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 blah. And then he disappeared more likely to the south of the... Mm, 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 south mm, of... Mm. Um, which, I mean, once again... I don't really know why he... I mean, I know why he would have done the whole going along the border because remaining undetected. But your yeah, wife suddenly fly past the Straits of Malacca no, well knowing that you would be on military radar. And yeah, I mean, that, that's the only part for me that doesn't really make sense. Okay, I mean... I can get behind that. But the only valid problem I have with your theory is why... Because... I've read some stuff about the captain and he was just like a normal guy, blah, blah, blah. So I don't think he had any malicious intent. But you said that he was tipped off by US or whatever to do so-and-so, right? So, but again, my only thing goes back to why that plane so-and-so-and-so, why that time, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. But uh, there are certain conspiracy theories like wild ones more like um you know more like uh bizarre ones are that's word for it but before we get into that um i think in 2015 29th january 2015 the malaysian government officially declared the disappearance of a plane as an accident because they just cannot find a you know, so my question to you is, do you think the Malaysian government is fully aware of what happened to the plane? Because the government can always hide stuff and blah, blah, blah. So do you think the captain found out about this on his own and decided solo mission, I'm the only person, I'm going to carry this burden myself? Or do you think that the Malaysian government has even like a 20% idea of what went down? Because I just find it hard to believe that they cannot come up with anything because, you know, insider stories and blah, 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 yeah. I think, but yeah, by twenty fifteen, they definitely. Were, I think that they definitely do know something like know something like what you said twenty. But they 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 would have a rough idea. But with what they did, they have to do it. I mean, okay, imagine put yourself in the shoes. Let's say you one of your God forbid family members was yeah, on, so on, on this plane, and then the opposite is Yeah, it's something they can. So they can, and all these people are left at two hundred and. 40 people, they're like, oh my God, if they have no explanation, how are they going to explain it to their kids or whatever? Mm. 
and they have all, they can't make sense of the situation, put it that way. So I think this is the only way they can they can be like, okay, it's a like freak accident. Something happens, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I've read some bizarre theories, and again, uh, we'll we'll go through them and dismiss them just like that. The first one that I read, which is I think the the most obvious one, is that the captain parachuted out of the plane to meet his uh, fucking fiance. I don't know fiance, like uh, he's having, he was having an affair. So he he did that all just to cover up. But uh, and according to this, like and stuff, he pressurized the plane. Of its so no oxygen to kill the passengers to suff- basically suffocate them, and then he just jumped out of the plane, and that was that. But that would mean that the plane just uh, crashed, lah. And I feel like, besides the fact that that's like the most stupidest way to meet up with your to cheat on your wife, I think that again, if the plane would have crashed, we would have found something. So I'm not even going to talk about that, I just don't think that that's viable because why go through all that trouble sacrificing people's lives in the triple digits just to get laid with another person that's smart okay um another popular theory which i can sort of get behind but i just don't i just okay we'll get into it it's basically that uh the plane suffered a sudden depressurization that means by accident the plane just was deprived of uh oxygen and uh, the fact that everybody and it, they, I don't know how they what the proof they have for this, but the fact that um, they said that the captain was on break, so he wasn't in the cockpit, something like that, and the co-pilot was con- controlling the entire plane, so he, that that explains why the, he flew the plane for that long before crashing. And uh, the thing about depressurizing a cabin is that. After, bear in mind your body is without oxygen, so it's just like like that, and you'll die. Like the the it's like ten minutes, fifteen minutes max, and everybody's dead. So, and they also and they also said that the captain, because of the lack of oxygen, he can still survive because he has enough in the cockney, but it's definitely deprived. So that's why you know he can't act rationally and that kind of stuff. So, uh, I don't know what to make of that, but dude think that you know it could have just been like a pure accident like uh you know something like that but before we before i ask for your answer i'll, I'll say mine and there there are a lot of procedures that go into ensuring a plane is safe you get that like and i've been on of planes course. where I, I went on this one trip to vietnam and on the way back um the, they said that the, a bird flew into the plane before we took off and it got stuck there and then it left and just that bird they caused the plane to now nah, we're not gonna fly like so i had to wait in the vietnamese airport in the departure hall for 10 hours to wait for another plane to come so aviation companies people are very serious when it comes to plane and their safety and stuff so i feel like if the plane would just be malfunction even in the slightest like it was 0.1 percent definitely say now we're not flying especially if a plane of that you know capacity and so and so and so but it could have just happened you know 
these things happen one in one in a million kind of thing. So do you think that it was just like a one in a million accident, never gonna happen again type of thing? One in a billion, like it just happened and me and stuff. Because and also keep keep the point that the plane was proven to be flying around for a few hours. So do you think like it was a thing where like you no know, the 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 cap the co pilot still had to fly, blah blah blah. Yeah. What do you think? No, I don't think that's the case. Um, okay, so what I think is that another. Okay, so um, adding on to your theory, so what I read was that then after they said bye, then the co-pilot left the cabin. Then he locked. He basically locked everyone out. Then he depressurized the cabin. And when you depressurize the cabin, I mean, within ten minutes you're dead, but you're only brain dead, you know. So you know what I mean? Yeah, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your heart, you know, that, it's yeah. still functioning. Your brain is just your mm-hmm. lumpla, basically. Yeah. So, which. I don't know, like, I mean, which, I mean, makes sense. But then if he were to crash the plane, it wouldn't really impair his judgment, you know, because in the cockpit, there's plenty. I mean, the cockpit and this thing, that's two separate parts, you know, so the oxygen in the cockpit doesn't really yeah, yeah. affect. That, it's yeah. not connected. He just needs to put on his mask and he's got 10 hours worth of oxygen, which is mm. plenty to last him. So that, but that just... I mean, that doesn't add up for me. Lah. And why would you only find one piece? So that which means he very carefully performed a water landing, which basically like um, when you perform a water landing, you need to be like really careful if you don't want, because if you just smash the plane, the plane will be bits and pieces. Like, you'll definitely mm-hmm. find floating wreckage, clothes. Or other okay. You'll find something lah, basically. So that means he um, landed so carefully that the plane... I mean, barely fell apart. Like, that's why they only could find the flap around that floated. So, in my opinion, the plane is just... It's sitting at the bottom of the ocean, like, like in maybe about three or four big pieces. But yeah, it's pretty much still intact. Oh, so wait, you Everyone think... That, that's another one. Are you saying that the plane didn't land in complete form? These are the two... Yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. But I again, the, the main theory that you believe in is the fact that the plane just... Yeah, uh, the plane yeah. just flew, yeah. made a little whoop de whoop, and then landed in somewhere perfectly fine, perfectly safe, and then they just wasted all the people there. That's what you think, right? Okay, yeah, because okay, before and and as we're coming to a close here, like the ocean is very deep. Like I don't need to get into it, but Basically, like, if you turn Everest upside down and put it in the ocean, the ocean is, like, a million times deeper than that. And only, I think humans have only discovered, like, 5% of the ocean, that kind of thing. Because the ocean is just vast. Like, it's vast, vast. So, yeah, there is a possibility that shit sinks and this kind of thing. But my only problem with saying that the plane inevitably crashed is that there's just, we just can't find anything, <laughs> like, can't find concrete, yeah. you know, like, stuff like that. I've seen, like, you know, oil spillages and whatnot, but, I don't know, it was a huge-ass plane, so you can't tell me there's not even one bloody napkin that they can, you know, I mean, okay, not napkin, but you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, hearing your theory yeah. kind of opens up my mind, because, yeah, it does make sense that me and stuff, because the fact that the plane flew for a period of number of time blah, blah blah yeah but um so you're saying that the people of the plane the just the passengers they were alive until they reached the knee 
So do you think that they were informed this was going to happen or blah, blah, blah? Because you said that the captain was in this solo, right? Not even the co-pilot, right? So how do you think that the, yeah. b- before we end things? Uh, because I'm starting to buy into your theory. So like, what do you think? But again, there's just a lot of variables that have to be... But So do you think that the captain said, guys, so-and-so-and-so, or... Because people, yeah, pe- pe- people on a plane don't know would... what's happening because it's just fucking the sky outside. So basically, how do you think like he got the co-pilot yeah. to, yeah? Okay, so I mean, I could have gone and used the washroom or whatever. Like, I mean, usually once they leave Malaysian airspace, they put the plane to autopilot yeah. and they're like, okay, chill, and then you know, But I don't think they told the passengers for the simple reason that. Um, any com- most commercial flights that are more than three hours have got onboard Wi-Fi, and you can't expect me to believe that not one person on the plane had, I mean, had purchased the thing. So yeah, someone yeah. definitely would have had it, and uh, Eric sent the message or whatever. So he also very well could have just, while doing this, depressurized the cabin, flight all these people there. He got down. I don't know. Gave. I mean, surrendered the whatever. Surrendered whatever. They could have killed him. They could okay. have. I don't know. Help them escape somewhere. It's a, it's one theory can just yeah, opens yeah, up yeah. so many because possible. Can... Too many people. So, but in conclusion, as we close things here, you think that uh, the US interfered because there was things on board that they didn't want to go to China. The US, you know, tipped off the the pilot, and they landed there and basically every single person on the plane is dead, right? That's what you think? And no, and no crash? Yeah, that's what I think. That's what you think? No crash? No, no crash. I, um, I wouldn't say no crash. So, like, I, so when they found the flap on, like, it was, it had just snapped off. So it could have been, a, like I said, it could, it could have been a water landing, but they also could have just, you know, after they're done with this guy. Why? Well, what for? They want to keep a Malaysian Airlines plane there. They're not going to make any use of it. Scrapped it. They could have and... just, I don't know, flown it somewhere and then put an autopilot and let the thing okay, crash until, okay, you know. Okay, okay, okay. I, so, I, 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 I get that. And uh, do you think, uh, why do you think the captain agreed to this, agreed to do that, compromising so many people's lives for that? Because it doesn't really involve him. Why they paid him or something, and then insurance payout or what? I don't know. But you, in conclusion, you definitely believe that, lah. Okay, I mean, again, we could get, we could get. There's so many stupid theories, realistic theories here and there. There's like aliens and stuff. I'm not gonna get into that. But it's definitely been interesting to hear what you think happened, and I don't know. I just. Uh, I don't know. I just can't deny that. It, I just, I don't know. Like a small part of me still thinks that it's like a hijack situation. But again, the purpose and all that doesn't really matter. And I feel like uh, your theory has more content to it. So I don't know. I guess we'll never know and stuff like that. But I mean, it's been six years now that I don't think shit's about to suddenly like, oh yeah, we know what happened. So It'll always just remain like a concrete yeah. mystery. Lah. And with that, uh, I guess we'll end today's podcast. It's a little long, by the way, because we talked about it a lot. So thanks for being good company. And yeah, thanks for joining. Uh, and okay. everybody that listened to this point, 
I hope you enjoyed it. If anybody listens to this point, but yeah. Anyways, uh, ciao.